Get some recipes. Yeah. Yes, sir. I can't believe you've done this. Welcome to Evolve, a lifestyle brand that disrupts conventional thinking and challenges you to evolve your soul, evolve your body, evolve your mind, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. True to form, I'm, I get to continue to be the dumbest person in the room. That's fantastic. Thank you. Did you ever get a, uh, a quantum physical uh, explanation for how to uh, bake a meatloaf from a cornstarch? Bake a meatloaf from a cornstarch? And you're listening to another Evolve Short. Guys, today's topic is about grit and determination. So in our long episode this week, we dropped the episode with Super Bowl and XFL champion Ron Carpenter. And I think if Ron's story was a, a, an homage to anything, it was all about grit and determination. Here's a guy that didn't uh, get anything handed to him. He walked on in college, he walked on in professional sports, and ended up winning the Super Bowl. So. My question to you guys is, when is a time in your life where you, through sheer force of will, just achieved? You stuck with it and your grit and determination got you to the success. Now, we've got a special guest tonight. We're going to be recording a long episode with our good friend, Nick Meekum. So, uh, Nick, we're going to start with you. Talk All about right. grit. Man, grit and determination. Uh, there's been a few times in my life where I feel like I've had to do that, but I guess the most recent one, or one of the more recent ones, was I ran a half Ironman in Panama City, Florida, in 2019. Oh, nice. Here we go. And it was uh, it was a little rough. I've never been the best athlete. I've never been the worst. I'm just kind of average. Never been a great swimmer. Just kind of average. And uh, we ended up. <laughs> you know, that swimming. reminds me of. Did you ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Where what who was that uh, martin short yeah, yeah and they were they were um, uh swimmers or what do you what do you call it the no the what were they yeah they were swimmers but they but it was the uh, the ones where they perform in the water oh yeah, oh, yeah. Whenever, whenever some, yeah synchronized swimming yeah and yeah. he's got like floaties <laughs> on his arms and whenever yeah. somebody says i'm not a good swimmer i think about martin short yeah yeah i'm not that i'm not that strong of a swimmer i'm not that strong of a swimmer <laughs> no for real i am not that strong of a swimmer and there was a major current that morning in the in the uh in the ocean and it was uh it was a little worse than i expected then on the bike ride you know as i'm coming back how far back, out in the ocean were you so I think the uh, total swim on a half Ironman is 1.2 miles. So I don't know, half yes. a mile. And that's in the ocean. That's not just there's a There's no way I mean, I'm going I that, do that. swimming that in the ocean where there's that much space for sharks under me. No yeah, way. you just don't think about that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're too worried about thinking about not drowning yeah, than thinking right. about sharks. Right. Well, I'm, so, yeah. always, I'm always thinking about the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> we were lifting the other day, and Casey was worried about sharks in the gym. Yeah, yeah. He saw one of those guys with the gym shark t-shirt. Yeah, on. I was like, oh, there's one yeah, right, right there. See, right there, right, right there. there yeah. So on the bike ride coming back into town, you know, uh, I had all the supplies and whatnot to put my uh, put on a new inner tube if I had a flat and i ended up getting a flat which i didn't expect but it's a 56 mile bike ride so it was like mm. mile 45 so only 11 miles or so to go 
and I could not, for the life of me, get my wheel off of my uh, off oh, of my bike. Sucks. So I just picked the bike up and started walking to the next aid station because I'm like, oh, this wow. isn't this isn't gonna happen, and I'm gonna have to get some help. Luckily, an aide found me before I got to the to the aid station, rolled up in the, on his scooter, and we got it taken care of together. And then, you know, you got the uh, half marathon, and the half marathon, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be fine. I've trained for this, man. Within 600 yards my legs were cramping up so it was walk run walk run walk run and then you know i uh, there were several points both i say both all three in the swim bike and run where i thought i wasn't going to make it i ended up making it but i just knew or at least i thought i put the training in i should be able to do this made it through um and yeah i don't know if i'll ever do it again maybe i will maybe i won't (laughs) What what did you what did you learn from the experience? Uh, I learned uh, that you can do pretty much whatever you make yourself do. If you, mm. it's all a mind game. Even without the training, I think people can do it. But if you put the training in, you mm-hmm. certainly can do it. No matter what you, uh, you know, no matter what you're thinking throughout various points, you can make yourself overcome things that you think you can't. Yeah, mindset's everything. Miles, you drove a half marathon once, didn't you? <laughs> no, I, I took a plane. I took a plane. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. And Casey, you actually ran a marathon, but uh, what would Casey what's for no, three? It required no grit at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You did three marathons. So what's a what's a time though where you felt like that you you just got through it with grit and determination? So I'm going to go a different route on this. Uh, In 2016, I decided to finally stop thinking about it and see if I could do it. And it was to earn my uh, MBA. Mm. And so um, it had been a lifelong thought and some little action. I mean, at 26, I graduated my undergrad in 99. So 26, a lot of years to think about it. A lot of years there. So I... So you, you, you didn't want to be a lifelong member of the Thinking About It Club? No, just kind of getting tired of that. And so put it into action, but it, things were going well. And then my last uh, semester, I had a, a finance class. And it that class... Well, first of all, I don't know if those of you ever take a finance class in college. I'm pretty sure the undergrad class has some of the same components. But I had to buy a a calculator that I had no idea what what the what the keys said. There's not. (laughs) There's a a calculator that we all know, and then there's a finance calculator. (laughs) And I literally spent hours on YouTube learning how to use this stinking calculator and i'm telling you i've been i've had a, i had a really good athletic uh career early on in my life ran three marathons whatever this stinking finance class drove me just i've never had to grind like i had to grind in this thing i it i went i, I did my MBA through Western Governors University and you can't move on well you <clears throat> the only way you can pass a final is with a B or better grade mm. 
So, which is great because it makes you really have to figure it out, right? And uh, I, I failed the first, meaning I didn't get a B. I didn't get a B again. I didn't get a B again. And I remember I'm like, I'm beside myself. Like this is the last class before the, my capstone project, thesis, whatever you want to call it. And I'm, I'm literally thinking, you know what? Screw it. I'm out. What is the point of this, right? Like you go through all the thoughts, you go through all the emotions, but like Nick said, if you, if you put in the work, you just stay focused on it, you get the results. And, but man, I tell you what, I was getting beat like a redheaded stepchild left and right with two by fours and everything on this finance class. I had to go through all these extra exercises with this stinking calculator and all these other assignments to get me ready. And, and you know, on the fourth try, I, I, uh, I was able to get a B or better. Nice. And uh, nice. that was the, man, that was, cow. that was, that was so rough. <laughs> and you got the MBA. Got the MBA. Couldn't make it into the NBA, but you got into the MBA. Uh, I probably had better chance in the NBA than I did in that finance class. But, <laughs> oh, man. You were a good rebounder. Yeah. And I'm you would have been, and, and you'd have been richer. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I could have no kept my nickname that. going, Miles, in high school Round Mound Rebound. You and Barkley. All right, Miles, how about. I bet there's a lot of guys in the NBA that wish they had an NBA in finance. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Miles, how about you? When's the time when uh, grit took you through? All right, so real fast, before I go on, I, I, I want to nuance like this word grit. And the reason why I want to nuance it because oftentimes, oftentimes, grit and determination are more associated with physical goals. You know, it just it's just the way it, it just pans out. And I think the word grit and determination has gradients because sometimes you have to be really, 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 really subtle in its application when you're an artist. You know, something is not working and it's really delicate. And just as you can apply it to the big physical things and the intellectual things what Casey's talking about um, and I'm glad actually Casey brought up fighting through finance because again this word is so associated with large big things physic physicality that we forget that grit is also applicable when you have to do something really really subtle so there's a jazz song called Tenderly by one of the greatest jazz pianists ever Art Tatum and this man is physically, it just, I mean, not physically, technically is when, when you try to get other jazz musicians to talk about Art Tatum, all they do is laugh. There's actually a famous interview where they're talking to Hank Jones and the interviewer says, so how would you talk about Art Tatum? And Hank just starts laughing. He just starts laughing like, we, we don't fuck with Art. We don't, nobody talks about Art because Art was on another level. So when I heard that, Different I said, point. let me go out and bust. Let me go out and buy some of Art Tatum's transcriptions. So I pick up two books, his transcriptions, and I come home and I think, yeah, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna learn how to play it. I've been playing this song tenderly for 25 years now. 
<laughs> and, I know if that's grit. And, and I'm not even, I'm not even close. But there are moments where I'll start playing a passage, and there was years ago I started playing a particular passage, and then all of a sudden, I realized that I could get it, but there was something I needed to do. I just something in my brain I needed to to adjust to get it, which meant take a deep breath. You have to go really slow. You have to see it and you have to feel it. And then you can start to pick up the pace. So what happened was I ran into a block because I was using too much energy and this required less energy, more nuance. And it took me months, but I got it. I got it. Yeah, and I, I think- I like where you're going with this, yeah. That's the fluidity of grit, because I think it's a a disruption there. It's a disruption and it's a fluid concept because sometimes you have to pull yourself way back to understand what you're doing. And then there's other times you need a mountain of energy for physicality to get through it. So it's a really fluid concept. And when you understand that, you know how, how do you pull yourself way back to get the thing you're trying to do. And I learned that through trying to play this song tenderly by Art Taylor. Yeah, I, I like that you bring that up because in America, we talk a lot about just this balls to the wall, go hard, no right. pain, no gain. You got to do everything uh, at, 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 you know, turn it up to 11 to achieve. And that doesn't always work. I mean, you've literally right. got us to pull back and to have this nuanced approach to many aspects of life, relationships. Right. You can't go all in right. and crazy on a relationship and think that that's going to work. But yet relationships require grit to be successful. Any artistic uh, endeavor, oftentimes in business, you've got to pull back at times. So I think that that's, uh, it, that's a great uh, thing to be uh, talking about is this nuanced approach. Steve Cutler, what is your relationship to grit and determination? Well, I like where you were going mentally um, and the different aspects of, of art and whatnot. But but I will say mine is a, both a mental and a physical. I think one of the times where it took pure grit, I decided years and years ago that I wanted to compete in a natural bodybuilding competition. Because um, I, I, I always wondered, like, how far could I take myself? Um, and so I was working and you know, I did this for months and months and months and months of working hard, dieting, all this kind of crap. And one day we had some things going on in the family. We had, um, you know, some challenges that just I woke up and I was so tired, but I had to get this workout in, in my mind. And I remember feeling emotionally, physically just worn out. And I looked in the mirror and I just said to myself, you know what, if I can pick up and curl 50 pound dumbbells, which for me, for a small guy like me, that was a lot of weight. Um, but if I could curl 50 pound dumbbells, I can do anything. And so I walked out into the uh, fitness floor, I picked up the 50 pound dumbbells, I did one set, then I did another set, then I did another set. I set them down and said, okay, I can handle anything in life. And it was this moment where I realized that the power of the mind is so much more than the power of the body. I hadn't even been close to curling 50 pound dumbbells before that. Um, but because I decided that I was going to do that that day uh, and push through, 
that was the thing that catapulted me through the rest of my prep, the rest of my training. Um, when I competed, I ended up winning my class. I took, uh, I think, third overall. And um, it, it just taught me a lot about the mind and how when you set your mind to something, uh, it, it, it works out. You know, another example, I'll tell you, we this last weekend, we went to uh, take some stuff to drop it off at the uh, uh, at Sabres, where we were donating some clothing for my daughter's drill team. But it was a donation where you get paid for it so that the drill team can earn this money. And we show up and, and they had committed to taking a certain amount. And then they said, well, no, we can't take this amount anymore. And so everybody's looking around and like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do if they don't take it all? And I said, we've already decided we're dropping this off. And so I got on the phone with the person who was the district manager. And by the end of the conversation, I had convinced him that it was the right thing to do to follow through on the commitment and take this. And they paid us all the money that they had committed to so that my daughter's drill team could get what they needed to. So I just I think grit and determination is that as soon as you make up your mind and you just cut off all other options, then you you've all there is left is the grit and the determination to get there. So how about you, our evolutionary listeners? Um, what have you done to apply this principle of grit and determination to your lives? Um, and there you have it. We have another Evolve short in the books. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Evolve underscore cast. Join the Evolve community by going to evolve-cast.com to pick up one of our great pieces of our clothing line. Like this episode, life is short, and now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. And evolve.